Tell me why this is a big day. What is the what is this anniversary of? Uh, the anniversary of what happened in 1999? May married. I I will tell you. I will tell you what it is. That is the anniversary of the day you signed to join TSN. No. Oh. The first day I met Puffy. Oh, oh really? No, it's my wedding anniversary. <laughs> I knew it. But we did meet around there. Would have been Puffy. around now. Yeah, yeah, you started. So I got married the same year I met Puffy. Been, uh, oh. Which relationship has been more impactful for you? Oh, you're going to say intimate? <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy one. <laughs> uh, I want to say happy anniversary to my lovely wife, who stuck with me for 19 solid years. Oh, Any awesome. chance she's listening? Uh, no, yeah. there will be no chance. So I, no chance. I will say lovely things to her, but she will never hear about them nor listen. You know what's funny That's is my, my son will turn 19 in oh. November. Mm. Hold on a second. I'm trying to use the math here quick. <laughs> he, has n- he has not done the math Let's yet. just hope he has. <laughs> but it, it was not shotgun in that sense because uh, we got engaged uh-huh. Christmas. Yep. Pregnant March. Married okay. May. And the day was set in May, so it was just... Sucks for Cheryl, though, on her wedding day. Uh, the anniversary. I mean, not the anniversary, the honeymoon. honeymoon. You can't honeymoon. drink? Where'd you go on your honeymoon? Italy. In Italy. Uh, no vino in Italy. Oh, I was drink. I was going out. Yeah, honey, going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Morning sickness. <laughs> but it was a wonderful day. It was hot, just like it is today. Steaming hot. 28 degrees outside of Ottawa when I got married. Nice. And uh, Big wedding or... Intimate yeah, gathering, like a hundred and twenty, pretty small. Nice. Is that That's when good. your dog chewed up the lawn? Yeah, it was with my dog. My my dog was the uh, ring bear at the wedding. Oh, yeah. He had a little yeah, tuxedo yeah. on. I also lost my golf clubs. Did I ever tell you that story on no. that? No. So we went golfing, my buddies and I, the morning of my wedding. I had like a five p.m. wedding. Oh, okay. That's, so it wasn't a stag, that's but it was fair. like, hey, let's yeah. all eight of us go golfing, yeah. and then we'll go home, get showered, go to the wedding. Yeah. Uh, after nine holes, I went in to have a whiz. I came out, my clubs weren't there. So I thought, ah, funny, funny guys. Yeah. I go to the next tee. I'm like, where's my clubs? And they're like, oh, we don't know. Somebody took my clubs, which also had my car keys and my wallet. Oh, my God. <laughs> All I had, so I went on my, I left for my honeymoon. That was a Saturday. I left for my honeymoon Monday. All I had was uh, my passport. And Visa sent me a card to the hotel in Italy. So do you think your clubs got stolen or someone just took Oh, no, they 100% got stolen. That's shady. What kind of clubs were they? TaylorMade. I had the back. That, those were the days of the Thai Bubble Two. You remember that <sighs> Thai Bubble Two driver? No. So the, sh- the shaft went and then it bubbled. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did it keep it straight, James? <laughs> it was my favorite driver ever, and it was wow. Good. Anyway, happy anniversary, That's low, Cheryl. Man. That's low. That's you. really low. That's low. On your wedding day. Well, the guy didn't know it was it my wedding, wedding day. Well, who steals golf? Clothes? I also they, had to get a new key made for my truck because they took my car keys. Yeah. Was, uh, was That's expensive. Disaster. You're lucky they didn't take your car. I was stressed, and then I got hammered. In between the actual ceremony and the reception, and then I screwed up my entire speech because I was hammered. <laughs> it's like my it sounds like something Puffy would do. Yeah, that I did it's on like my the wedding hangover, day. except on the wedding yeah. night. <laughs> oh, I was late for my wedding though. You were late. Were you? Yeah. Well, like yeah. substantially. Uh, we got there. It's three o'clock ceremony, and I got there. I think at three o one. And was Tanya was already there. Her parents were so pissed. 
<laughs> was it traffic? It was traffic. But we dilly-dallied a little bit. Yeah, a downtown yes. Toronto wedding? Down, no, well, we got married in North York, and but I lived downtown, so we had to take the DVP. And traffic on a Saturday wasn't our friend. <laughs> well, that, that is exceptionally poor planning, would you yeah, say? Yeah, I blame my groomsmen. It's their job to get me there. It's not my job that to be there on time. No. They I was late up. for my wedding, too. <laughs> Fifteen years. <laughs> oh. Were you ever engaged? Never. Close. Engaged to do what? Get <laughs> I know what you've been engaged in with your tiger bone. No, no man. I never, yeah. I never even heard of tiger bone. I swear. I swear I'd never heard until you mentioned it. Yeah. I I'm telling you. Um, what about uh, Stoff and uh, Felicia? <laughs> Felicia. I, I was on time for my wedding. However, I was at a wedding two weeks ago where the bride was almost an hour late. Wow. Also because of the uh, DVP. DVP, see? Wow. Steer clear of that. One. Don't ever factor the DVP. For everybody oh. listening outside of Toronto, the Don Valley Parkway, nicknamed the Don Valley Parking Lot, is yeah. one of the worst north-south routes in the world. It's the only north-south route in the, t- the city. That's you, why it's so bad. You can't. Well, you have the Allen Expressway. <laughs> it's all a disaster. I don't remember ever getting caught in a traffic jam on the Allen. <laughs> it stops at Eglinton. Have you ever been to a wedding um, where like, it didn't go down? Or it's, something? It's actually something that I've secretly always wanted to be at. <laughs> like I, really, I sometimes cheer for, especially if I don't know the people that well, I really would love to see someone either walk out or not show. Wow. I know uh, one that uh, I heard of, one I was at, which was a family wedding on my wife's side. I won't get into detail. It was like a cousin. And the family did not like the guy she was marrying. Okay. And so the speech, it was kind of like her brother was giving like the toast to the bride and groom. Yeah. And it was really, really, <laughs> really unfortunate. Yeah. It was like, uh, let's say that the guy's name is Sean. That is not his name. Yeah. I've heard a lot about Sean. Uh, I don't like a lot of it. Uh, (laughs) Sean's got a reputation. I wasn't happy when I heard about this, but uh, there's nothing we can do about it, so raise a glass. (laughs) Now, did they make it? Are they still together? No. (laughs) (laughs) Family knows. That one lasted about a year and a half. The other one was, again, (laughs) I'm going to bring him up for the second straight week, my, uh, my buddy Shaw. Yeah. Who was the one, this laugh from last week's episode about puking on my rug and felt shame. So uh, one, of his, <laughs> one of his Jamaican buddies was getting married. Uh, oh, I, I wish I could remember his name because he had a good Jamaican name. And Shaw said uh, his, his, his best man was a guy named Little John. Okay. And um, so let's give me a name. Give me a good Jamaican name. Uh, Dexter. Dexter. Okay. So no, wait, wait. Deadland. Deadland. I think it's almost something like that. Yeah, it's Deadland. So little John is hammered and does the speech, and he's going. Oh man, me, I can't do the good Jamaican accent, but oh man, Declan and I, we had some times, man. I, a lot of times when Heather, when they were living together before they got. Now I went Scottish, didn't they? <laughs> I was living together. <laughs> when they were living together. Give me, give me some more Jamaican. When they were living together. They man. were living together. We would sneak girls down into the basement, man. <laughs> while Heather was sleeping upstairs. <laughs> and. <laughs> No, that's this, not this, real. This was the best man speech. <laughs> oh. Oh. See, that's when you'd want to be at and just like be like distant family and just oh so you could wow. just enjoy that. Yeah, I, uh, we were supposed to do Groovyard. We're supposed to do a wedding. Uh, sorry, Groove Train. What, what do you train. call? It? I'm sorry, <laughs> Groovyard. We were supposed to do a wedding uh, in September in uh, in Ottawa, uh, and we got a call the week before. Ooh. 
Things not happening. Oh wow! Something about a I don't know how what happened, but uh, yeah. Did you ever ever have any moment puff where you pondered pulling out of the wedding in the moments before? Any moments of fear? I was pretty nervous before the wedding. Yeah, but, but uh, no, I was. Yeah, <laughs> we both made strong decisions. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's get to the week that was. Let's discuss the week that was with James Dunning and the Rebel Boots Podcast Crew. Suppose if we should talk weddings, I should uh, mention my dad's uh, funeral was this past weekend. And I won't uh, bring everybody down. We, we did our tribute a couple of weeks ago, but uh, it went really well. It was hard, but he, in the end, great. A lot of family. Uh, a lot of great stories. My dad was a jokester, storyteller. A lot of great laughs with our family. So it was a tough weekend, but in many ways a wonderful weekend. Uh, I thought I'd try to share with you a couple of moments of levity. Uh, first of all, all of the family was gathered at our cottage. Mm-hmm. It was in a little tiny church in a small town called Arden, Ontario, is where the funeral is going to be. So the funeral is at one. At noon, everyone's getting ready, and I'm already ready. So I'm like, I think I better go over there just to make sure the church and everything's okay. Yeah. So the rest of the family, my mom, my sisters, cousins, nephews, nieces, they're all getting ready. Okay, we'll see. We're going to come over at like quarter two. I get over there. Tight. So Jimmy drives over, do, 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 gets there at 12. The church is already full. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody, like there's nobody at the church, no minister, but yeah. everybody, I guess, older people get there early. I oh. think that's fair to say. And yeah. so now Jimmy's scrambling, and, and now I've got to greet everybody. Yeah. And so I'm greeting people at the door, and all these RCMP, one of the cool things, all these RCMP officers who didn't even know my dad yep. showed up in full red surge. That's awesome. And uh, That's very good. So now I'm, I'm greeting everybody and meeting everyone coming to the wedding, and that's always uh, into the funeral. That's one of the weird things when you don't know. I mean, I knew a lot of people, but yeah. I don't know, and people are telling you how they know your dad, and uh, which, is, which is really, really cool. Now, hold on. Did you go by yourself, or did like Cheryl and the kids come with I'm you? By, I'm by myself. Like, literally by everyone point. else. Yeah, and I'm, I'm doing everything. And the other thing is, I told my mom this. It's a tiny little church and i said there's going to be a lot of people that come so the church seats maybe 80 they brought in like 50 chairs so there's 130 yeah there was 260 people at the the funeral so it was overflowing and just people standing everywhere but this one guy i'm so now greeting people at the entrance to the church and i'm calling back to the cause saying you guys better get here everybody's here and this guy says, uh, oh, James, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, and I read your book, and it changed my life and everything. I'm like, oh, how do you know my dad? He goes, no, I don't. I just, I'm a big fan, and I just wanted to come and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was very sweet. Yeah, for sure. So the guy drove from, I don't know, wherever, yeah. Ottawa, an hour and a half, just to come to the wow. funeral to say hello, which I, you know, you could be creeped out by that, yeah. but he was a very nice man, nice. and he came to the funeral and for, you know, the reception afterwards and man. stood in the reception line and said hello to my mother and everything, nice. so it was, uh, and then my buddies came, and so the coolest thing for me of the day is we tailgated. Oh, very nice. nice. So out, outside the reception, once I'd, I'd met everybody in there and done everything, yeah. um, we put down the, the gate of the my buddy's pickup truck and... Uh, my son and uh, nice. his girlfriend yep. and all my buddies and Cheryl and we tailgated and had yeah. beers with my dad who was cremated and sitting so sitting it, uh, on the back of the gate. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's yeah, so I, I thought he would have liked that. It was yeah. it was very cool. The one story I wanted to tell, um, I had to text this to Puffy last night, but I have some idiot friends, as you well know. Yeah, 
And uh, one of my... We're sitting right here. Maybe my... <laughs> yes. Uh, Mark Ward is going to be on the podcast. He's in my book. He's probably my best friend since uh, grade three. And he's one of the true idiots. So his sister had called him and said she wanted to send me a card, send our family a condolence card. So Mark tells his sister, she says, well, who are the, who's in the family again? What are the names? Oh, Cheryl, Jared, Darian, Gracie. And he tells her just for kicks that we adopted a little girl from China named Shen Fang, which is not true. <laughs> and so I'm, you know, last night, I'm, last night, I'm just opening all the mail that I hadn't got to for a week. Of course. And I open this card and it says, you know, it's this beautiful condolence card. It says to James and Cheryl and uh, Gracie and Darian, uh, Jared and Shen <laughs> Oh, Shen Fang. And I swear I laughed for 20 minutes straight. So, uh, you know what? My dad, Neil, my dad would love it too because he, uh, he was a practical joker. So uh, uh, I hope he's up there uh, wherever he is. Laughing at that gag because he, he, he would a kick out of it. That's funny. That's a legacy, right? It, it, it is. Uh, the NFL draft was this past week, and, and yes. Puffy uh, thought of something that we could do in the week that was uh, kind of a, a prop bit, a, yeah. a physical bit. Because watching the NFL draft, one of the things that has always struck me is the embrace between Roger Goodell and the new members to the NFL family. And I mean, it's not like Roger knows these guys no. at all. But when they come up on stage and they hug, it's like an embrace like no other. Okay. And so I was wondering how long we could hold an embrace like that before it became uncomfortable. All right. Wow. So do you want to go one by one? Yeah. Okay. So you want you and and Lester start. So start on opposite ends of the room. Oh, we have to. Okay. One waits for the other. Okay. Like Roger Goodell. Can you be the commissioner just because you're closest to the mic. All right. Not because. Do you want me to? Are we doing it like the draft just to see, or is it just two, two, two people yeah, no, meeting each other? Like so, should I introduce Lester McLean? And, okay. uh, first round pick. All right. The uh, first overall selection of the Cleveland Browns, Lester, the molester. No, not in that sense, in the football term. McLean. Question. All right. Comes out. Commissioner Sean Cameron. Very nice. Three seconds. Four seconds. It's feeling awkward to me. Four and a half seconds? Four and a half seconds. Right. 4.85 to be exact. 4.85. Is this going to be like the uh, combine time? So yeah, I'm going to have to sit with the video to... and review everything <laughs> for sure. So, so should, now it should be just me and Stoff. Should we just leave it at that? Yeah, okay. So okay. see if you guys can outdo us. All right. Stoff can come in, and I'll be the commish, and you can introduce Stoff. Okay. I think, you know, I wanted to give extra time because I'm assuming the family's there and everything, you know, but, uh, you know, I just thought I just omitted that part. Okay, I think he's close enough. Ladies and gentlemen, first round pick of the Cleveland Browns, Christoph Mamor. Oh, <laughs> Holding. Holding. <laughs> Hold on, they've blown us away now. <laughs> it really is. Okay, I think this was this this this. It was unbelievable how long that was held.
Please tell me this the, part's on the TV. The other people were getting Please. more uncomfortable watching that. I, I morphed it right into high school dance. You, you Stairway did, to you heaven. Did. No question. It was well done. I I'm put my hands around his ass. Shout out to Allison Phillips, who I think I talked about last year on the pod, who I asked to dance. Allison Phillips sounds like a Eighth hot street. girl name. Oh, she was beautiful. Still is beautiful. Yeah. She's no Brandy Atkinson. He, That's all. Yeah, Brandy Atkinson's still the leader. Yeah. What Nobody I did to Allison Phillips, though, haunts me for the rest of my life. I asked her to dance every single slow song at a dance. Remember? And she would always dance with you. She kept, because she was such a nice girl. And by the ninth one, though, she was, and I would time, you know how you could time, like, three fast songs, one yeah. slow song? Mm-hmm. I was ready. Like, I, I basically stalked her. It's horrible. And, like, the ninth time, she was like, okay, uh. Uh, again, yes, okay, I will. Was she in your grade? <laughs> yes. Okay. She went out with one of my buddies for a, a brief time, but, uh, yeah, we all loved Allison Phillips. Well, good for you, though, for stepping up well, in a creepy way, but, I mean, still, you yeah. showed, showed gumption. I did, I did. I was proud of it until I had time to reflect. <laughs> well, fair enough. You didn't. What did you know at that time in your life? You know yeah. anything? I had a couple of embarrassing. Debbie Prevo, too, I, I started necking with her. Yeah. And sort of realized afterwards she didn't really want a neck. You know, you can feel it in the kiss. <laughs> she, you were pulling in more than she was pulling in. I was in. trying to press her mouth open. <laughs> I'm happy to say I have no idea what that feels like. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Perfect. Mr. No. Every, everyone yeah, you've think, ever been with has been... No. That sounded I, wrong. I was going to say willing. <laughs> everyone you've ever been with has been willing. You know, no, no. I mean, I just, I just, I mean I've never been that type of guy. Like, I usually... I've, I was always pretty good. Uh, I use past tense. Uh, always pretty good <laughs> at, you know, knowing whether or not this was this that the person was into it because that's very important to me oh put it listen uh those two experiences aside grade nine grade 10 where yeah. i knew nothing i have been and i probably scarred me for life i wouldn't i don't think i've ever come on to a girl since then because i was so scared of being rejected mm. yeah. i would you know i would yes i never even would tread on personal space I after that really that's how it is for most i think most guys yeah so there's a lot of there are some guys though that just yeah. well, you know. Here's the thing, and and you know, aggressive. I I I, w- I don't think I've ever been aggressive or anything like that. I mean, I've definitely I I was probably I morphed into somebody who was a little more confident. But I mean, I'm not going to sit there and dro- uh, you know drop lines or anything like that. If I'm generally into somebody else, I'll say I'll say hi, blah 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 blah. And if the answer is no, that's it. That's fine. But we all had the one friend who had the philosophy of uh, if you. Approached a hundred different girls yeah, in the room. Oh, of course. Sooner yes. or later, that oh, one course. would sure. one would of like course. you, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I had, you know, there's, I don't know. I could never ever have done that. No, I couldn't handle the no. the rejection. No. Nah. But I suppose if you find your special someone that way, then it's all worth it, right? Look, you know. <laughs> and then you, for the rest of your lives, you can talk about how you were number ninety-seven. That, <laughs> well, that listen, you, you know how many you know how many really good-looking women out there never get approached by nice people because nice guys are afraid. They always say that, so and the models always say that. I'm yeah, not sure if I always, believe it. Yeah, I'm not sure if and I. Then believe you see it. them with some guy that just just was, had the balls to say hi. Tom yeah. Brady, classic example. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Lester, how was the tour with uh, Elton Ron? Very good, actually. Uh, We are... um we were actually kind of in the middle of it. We played uh, in a, um, at, a, at a casino on a resort called Aquasasni uh, oh, Casino. You That's know, just, you, you, you know my past with Aquasasni, right? 
No. Okay. Uh, let's finish. Then we'll go okay, ahead and finish. Okay, so we first. did that, and then we were actually over uh, just outside of Ottawa at Lac Lemay Casino. Uh, of course, yes. So we played there. We came back uh, for a day. Um, then we were in Oshawa last night, and then I fly out to Philadelphia to do Philadelphia and Atlantic City this week. Ooh, those will be, so fun, be fun ones. Nice. Fun. That's awesome. So off, uh, I'll, I'll hook you up with some uh, some Super Bowl stuff. You let me know what you need, man. Yeah. Um, Lac Lemay is where the second NHL fantasy draft. I yes, it was. They mentioned actually yeah. that casino was right, 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 right yeah, there. The year that the yeah. uh, All Star Game was in uh, in Ottawa. I won't tell the whole Aquasazi story. It's in my book, but that's where I got uh, um, assaulted uh, in a fight over gambling. When they first put that casino on the reserve was with the days when I was a news reporter, oh. and the reserve was torn over whether they wanted gambling and did mm-hmm. not want gambling. Mm-hmm. There ended up being shootouts and such. Wow! And I came down. Uh, I have, I'm sure I've told this story here. Puffy's heard it yeah, eighteen thousand sure. times, so I'm not good. Cub reporter, cub reporter talks his way past a police roadblock, yeah. uh, ends up getting assaulted with baseball bats by a bunch of uh, Aquasazni uh, wow. ladies. Because yes. it, it, it was very sexist back in the day. That particular reserve, the ladies would man the roadblock, and then the men were in a gunfight about a kilometer down the road. Wow. But they didn't want any police in, and the of police. Course questionable police jurisdictions there so none of the police sure. wanted to get involved so i talked my way up to the roadblock uh, my cameraman was there his camera was rolling all the ladies started running at us when they realized the camera was rolling and hitting us with baseball bats but it was quite comedic because most of the ladies were older and some and just weren't moving very quickly yeah and so i was dodging them using all my touch football moves <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, but my, my cameraman was an older gentleman, Ron, who was a pacifist. And at one point, they were like literally bashing him. He was down on his knees. Oh, and they, like, I came swinging? over. Oh, yeah. I, I came over and shoved one of them. And as soon as I did that, they went nuts. And then I, I they had called down, I guess, to the men. And basically, I turned at the last second and got. A, I could feel a guy kind of running towards me, and I got clotheslined by a guy with an AK-47. Oh my God! And and he was on top of me, pressing it into my neck. Mm-hmm. Then the cops came down and busted it up. And we were on the. Fr- I still have. I was on the front page of the uh, Ottawa Sun. And it said "War on the Reserve," and you saw me with my shirt ripped off, standing there. <laughs> wow! Were you but, flexing? Oh, I was totally flexing. But that was the night I made my debut on the CTV National News uh, because of that. But the funniest thing was the, uh, this was a good uh, lesson in journalism about how papers are slanted or slanted left wing, right wing, whatever it may be. The Aquasasny paper um, said, uh, (laughs) first of all, the, the, the the paper in the Ottawa Sun said, CJOH reporter James Duffy was assaulted by an Aquasasny grandmother, which my friends would never let me forget. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I assaulted, or whatever. She's a grandmother, I was like I was assaulted by one. And, but the Aquasasny paper said, uh, reporter assaults Aquasasny woman or something oh like that. Gosh. And if you read the story... It didn't even mention, like, the gunfight or the anything. Or the it bat. made it sound like I just got in my car, drove down to the reserve, shoved a woman, and drove back. <laughs> Isn't that kind of what you did? <laughs> <laughs> it 
Okay. Anyway, that was my Aquasasni wow. history. Find people on Aquasasni. It was a rough time. That was uh, before the Oka crisis back mm-hmm. in uh, maybe 89, 90, yeah. 91, my early days. I was a real cub reporter, as Puffy says. And I'll tell you what. It was really nice, though. Everybody there was really nice. I mean, it, it, it just goes to show you the history. I mean, obviously, that's history, but they've come a long way, and it seems very nice. Yeah. yeah Good thing was... you didn't mention James, James Duffy. Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> you might not have got the Pers- warm reception. Persona non grata. Uh, so the tour went, the tour's gone well? It's gone well. Good to hear, buddy. Thank How you. long did you guys play for, like, on the night? Like if it's an, we, uh, an hour and a half, we did two we did two one hour sets in Aquasasni, and then the Lacklame show was two sets uh, again, but it was probably about a three hour window altogether. Wow, nice. yeah, not too bad. That's great. Uh, time for uh, the segment we like to call dreams. So baby, dry your eyes, save all the tears you're crying. Romance, what dreams? exciting edition of dreams because we have a new sponsor on board you guys have heard of it before because i've talked about it lovingly and glowingly on this podcast my favorite place on the island of turks and caicos the gansavort resort oh Oh, coming on board my friend bruce who runs the resort down there uh fan of the show that place is spectacular it is uh probably the most beautiful uh, place i've been to in my life this is also the place the villa you know, yes. I went to the villa. Yes. We now have some. Villas. I know those pictures. I mm. mentally yes, and flash uh, back to them. Grace Bay. It is on, perhaps, in my opinion, anyway, the most beautiful beach in the world. And uh, I will be going back there often. The Gansavort. If you have a chance to take your lovely bride, or if you're, uh, it's not if that you far are the flight, lovely right? bride listening, you want to take your lovely uh, gentleman. Um, it is only a. You can, the best. The Gansey is nine minutes from the from the uh, airport. Seriously. It's a three-hour oh. flight from Toronto. Maybe, boom, you're there. Get on a 9 o'clock flight. You're on the beach, 1230. Perfect. Service fantastic. is amazing. It's fantastic. Mm. So we're glad to have the boys on board. So I had this dream the other night. Um, I dream, I've been dreaming a lot lately. Yeah. Um, but this was the one dream that featured some of you. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm just going to read it because I typed it into my phone as I woke up in the morning, as I always do. I'm broadcasting the Olympics. It's the Summer Olympics. It's in Buffalo. They've gotten a little desperate right now, our friends. Uh, One of the events is a water slide. The water slide is like a ski jump. It's like really steep. uh, I think I was somehow morphing ski jump in my dream into a water slide. And then you kind of fly off and you do some tricks or whatever and you land in the water. in the pool? Puffy is one of the competitors. I think I'd be pretty good. Puffy jumps onto the slide and is flying down. So imagine if you're water sliding down a a 90-meter ski jump. You're going super fast, right? It would be uh, intimidating, yeah. But there is an attendant at the bottom of the jump. (laughs) And (laughs) just before you go flying, he's there. And he closed the gate at the bottom of the jump. (laughs) And Puffy hits the gate. That's going to leave a mark. And the gate attendant is a former um, NHL, TSN, CBC commentator, Glenn Healy. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> And he is wearing a referee shirt. Please he, tell me he had his bagpipes in your dream. He did, he did not have his bagpipes. <laughs> he does not help Puffy. He just shakes his head in disgust. Yeah, it's, I've seen as, that look before. At, at Puffy's crumpled body. Oh, jeez. Uh, I am commentating. I say something like, I can't remember exactly, I believe I know that competitor, and I believe he's dead. <laughs> wow, you took that a lot easier than I thought you would. Yeah, now I'm at a bar, oh. so I've gone out after Puffy's well, death. Celebrating me, I hope. It feels like a ski lodge, so now somehow it's changed to the Winter Olympics. Uh, Lester is playing at the bar. His lead singer 
is TSN's Lindsay Hamilton. Wow. Uh, she says, I'd like to dedicate this to our friend Puffy. I'd like to dedicate the next one to our good friend Puffy. Wow, that's very nice of her. And uh, I'm sitting at a table at the back with, with, this is where it gets a little weird, with my two dogs. Okay. And uh, former Senator Mike Duffy. <laughs> oh. What's that thing that Weeksy had? Yeah. Uh, oh, Mike Duffy. Hi, James. I'm, when Mike Duffy was running, I guess, for like, do you run for senator? I don't know. Or whatever. He was politicizing somehow. He recorded everybody's name. And then I guess they would, would they phone you yeah, on an auto dial? Auto dial. And so it would say, so it would be, hey, Lester, Mike Duffy here. And then it would say <laughs> his message. But then sometimes it would be like, the Duffster here. Hey, it's the Duffster here. <laughs> it was awesome. Like he had about five different intros. Really? And uh, so Bob Weeks just plays that for us at every Masters whenever we're bored just for a laugh. So Mike Duffy's there with my dogs. I keep yelling, is Puffy dead at the stage? Okay. Because Lindsay has dedicated the song to him. Uh, Lindsay and Lester and the band ignore me. And uh, they start playing Chris Isaac's Wicked Game. I think this is a real test of Stoff. Stoff, when he produces the yeah. podcast, he likes to get the... Um, when I have somebody in my dream, yeah. he'll get them to say the lines. The actual people in the dream. Yep. Will he get Lindsay Hamilton to sing Chris Isaac's that Wicked Game with Lester singing background vocals? I'd like to dedicate the next one to our good friend, Puppy. Gone too soon. The world was unfair. Just getting to know you, man. Just getting to know you. Why? Last week he got the the clip from my short movie that I, I know. I, I didn't even notice that. that was, it was unbelievable. Cause I'm like, how do I know that? You clip? played the, uh, you played good looking guy, handsome man, handsome man in in what groomed. was it? in the movie groomed. Yeah, and he found the clip. He from found the, movie. the, the wow. clip. People become more attractive because they're unavailable. It's true. I had no shot with him while I was single. And you were actually a handsome man. Like, I they was, made reference to yeah. you as a handsome man. It was great. Stuff we really don't actually expect you to be able to. Lindsay, I just want, actually, could you tape you asking Lindsay Hamilton to do this? <laughs> yeah, we'll see how well that goes. <laughs> don't fall in love. That's a haunting song. That's so good, though. Great music video. Somebody, there's a commercial that's running now. Somebody else has, has done a nice version of that. It's more, it's a female vocal, too. Right. So maybe that was in your subconscious. Right. Yeah. That she was. Uh, yeah, that could be right. It also, it was on my, my love tape back from the day Cheryl's like not that song again anyway that was my dream uh, brought to you by our friends at the Gans of Wart glad to have you guys on board uh, if you need a vacation that's where you want to go in Turks and Caicos here's a uh, fun one we haven't done this all year long Kirby Penner wrote us on Twitter and said will you guys bring back the uh, reporter happiness rankings uh-huh. and my answer to him was only if it's by popular demand and by that I mean one guy so yes <laughs> this is for you Kirby Kirby uh, it's for you it's brought to you by idrinkcoffee.com Little of the morning can't keep my eyes open cause I got to have a, a cup of 
<laughs> Almost screwed it up again. No, a very popular segment from last year. TSM Reporter Happiness Power Rankings. Just to refresh you, or if you're a new listener this year, we take the, the TSN reporters from all their cities, and we decide if they're happy, angry, frustrated, elated by their current lot in life. Yes. Essentially, right? Because it's a very busy time of year. It is a very for busy time of year. For them. So are you going to go in re- reverse order again? Uh, I was going for, I was going to start with number one. Oh, you're going to start with number one? Go for yeah. it. Wow. Happy, uh, this number, the happiest TSN reporter. Yes. Okay. So I went with Farhan Lalji. Ooh, interesting. Wow. And why is that? He's still running on the fumes of a championship football. in football. <laughs> Coached his team Coached to the championship team to last the provincial year. provincial championship in yeah. British Columbia. Yeah. Uh, and he couldn't be happier with his life right now. Even though the Canucks are gone, they didn't win about that other nonsense. It's all about football, and he's it's got time. Card. Yeah, he's got nothing but time. The Lions aren't in camp yet. Yeah, Do you think Farhan could get like if he continues to have success, like an be, assistant coaching job in the I CFL? I think he could definitely be a coordinator in the CFL, or like quarterbacks coach at Boise, not Boise State, but Boise College. <laughs> <laughs> You know, something third division or some JUCO school. Hey, listen, I don't know. Start, you know, he had some magic going last year in the playoffs, so I think he could do something. All right, happiest again. It doesn't necessarily mean the assignment. No. Sometimes we think guys are happier without assignments, exactly. hence we give them their number one. Exactly. Next. So number two is Ryan Rashad. Just stay down. I got this. Ryan Rashad is in Copenhagen. He's over in Copenhagen. Nice. He is enjoying. What is probably one of the best gigs you can have in television. The World Championships. The World Championships. You're over in Europe. You're over with Darren Dreger. In Dreger Cafe. Dreger, Dreger Cafe. Cafe. He's got his boy Parker there. Yeah. Life is good for Ryan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like a pretty cushy assignment, too. Yeah, the, the guys that are, like, I was bugging MJ because he's going over there and he was trying to claim how busy they are. But Well, they do a couple on. of games a day now once they get yeah. going because we've become, I think, the world feed or we something. Are the so world we, feed. Do, we do every I'm game for that. Sure that. But uh, yeah, good, good, good gig. Yeah, and by the way, Ryan Rashog deserves this. Did a terrific job reporting on the Humboldt tragedy. Had to do some really, really tough interviews. His interviews, interview with Chris Joseph is still one of the most heartbreaking things that I've ever seen. So he deserves to be yeah, up on Ryan, the rankings. Ryan Vardy, too, the camera. Yes, and deserves... What happened <coughs> to your voice there, kid? I lost it. Can we shout out? <laughs> I, lo- I lost my voice. I believe the Frank Saravelli uh, also uh, did a lot of really yeah. strong work. Uh, Frank was okay. Was very, <laughs> <laughs> was very proud of our crew. Okay, number three. Uh, Jermaine Franklin. Okay. Wow. Uh, he's just chilling to the NBA Finals. <laughs> he's like he's loving life right now. now now, is there a risk, though? Because Jermaine always covers the NBA Finals. Yeah. If the Raptors make it, does he get bumped wow, if he by gets the, bumped? the contingent of Rod Black yeah. and Kate Burness? That, Nabil covers the Raptors a lot. not factor that in, so he's going to be a little nervy about yeah, that. Yeah. Will he be wanting the Cavs to win just yes. for that reason, yes. do you think? Interesting. I would, I would say, I would suggest to you that, I mean, that would be terrible. I mean, I, I, uh, funny enough, I'm good friends with, uh, with Jermaine's brother, Julian, uh, uh, so do you know the little... brothers of every TSN <laughs> on air personality? I do not, but uh, but in any case, I think that'd be a shame. I, I would hope that the powers would be would realize, hey, listen, the more the merrier. It's a major thing if the Raptors get to the final. Yeah. You got to have 
you know, your floor report. Not if it cuts into our budget for the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, exactly. We got <laughs> we got to draw the line here. Come on, Lester. You know, you know where me and Puffy come from as far as priorities. Uh, Jermaine's a great guy. He deserves to be in the top three. He's on the podium. On the podium, Jermaine, number four. Sarah Orleski. Okay, now finally relevant again. Yeah, she was at the bottom of your list for a she long time. Really didn't do much last year. No, no one really knew she was working. Right now she's back. The Jets are on fire. She's she hosting panels. She's out there. She's she got is. Sarah Velli, Drager at times, Poulin. Yeah. Uh, now I think it's only Pierre LeBron and. But just so Orleski knows, and this yeah. is not 1999 Sarah Orleski. No, that's a whole different person. Present day. <laughs> um, current day Sarah Orleski. You watch yourself because for Game Six in Winnipeg. The big boys are oh, coming to town. the big dogs are coming in. Bobby and Jimmy, we're getting on a plane. We're coming into the peg. The people will be crazy. And Orleski, you take your rightful place. You you can you go back. You do a fantastic job reporting. Yep. But you get your ass off the panel. That's my just wow. my little warning. All right. You listen shots to fired. Right? I don't give a damn <laughs> about the paternity test. All right. Young Sarah Orleski's my daughter. You got it. No, <laughs> he's not. We rectified that. Uh, yeah. Number five, Mark Masters. Okay. He hasn't got much going. The Leafs are out, so he's kind of chilling to win uh, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Will he still Although do all the French majors? Open. Maybe French Open. But French first. Yeah. French first, French. then Wimbledon. Yeah. And then I, I sat beside him for a couple of the Leafs home games. Sat yeah. beside Masters Nation. And he says he had plans. He still is, it looks like he's still going to all those tournaments. It's, That's a pretty good gig. Oh, yeah, sweet kid. Like four weeks in Europe. I'm right. sure you could travel off it a bit. Oh, yeah. I think he enjoys it. That's Wimbledon's his favorite, he told me. Oh, yes. Um, okay. Next, I have Matthew Shinetti. Matthew Shinetti, getting ready for uh, CFL. CFL Loading up on his Converse. I think he does some Raptors, but mm-hmm. I really don't see him on the TV much. He's, because there's a lot of other Raptor people involved. But it's when the CFL big. season starts, Shinetti is everywhere. He's a big Sidelines. Yeah. He's, he's uh, getting the plum assignment. Yeah, he's a valuable dude. He works out a lot, too. He's probably just pumping it. He's very uh, jacked. He went to, I, I chatted with me and Shinetti, had a little conversation a couple yeah. weeks ago. He went to uh, Australia or New Zealand. He went to New Zealand for a week. Like, and wow. That's, that's counting travel. like from, go, yeah, there's a day and a half each that's way. Essentially four to so, three days. Yeah. Wow. I've yeah. always made it a rule. I'll never go over there for less than two weeks, but oh, I've exactly. also never gone there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I, keep, I should just change that rule and go. I, I keep thinking, yeah. I say to him, I say, I'll take a month, but I'm not going to yeah. go in the summer, which is their winter, yeah. which is really isn't that bad, but I'm not going to go in the summer. I'm not going to waste my summer over there. Yeah. So I'll probably have to go in winter, but then I'm working. So You should maybe take off January one year. No. Do World Juniors and then just bugger <laughs> off for a month. Wow. No, that's not going to happen. Make it up in the summer. I've already told you, I want to be Brian Williams. I want to be... You know, Brian's, what, 70, maybe early 70s? Mm-hmm. I want to be like 90 and still hosting something. Just pop me up for here and there. Maybe it'll have to be Make the Aussie appearance. Rules football final. <laughs> That'll get you over there. Even the darts. Excellent. I'll do yeah, the darts. Sure. Okay. Uh, John Liu is next. Uh, so is he last? He is seventh. Okay. How many do we have? I don't know. I lost track of our Give reporters. It. John Liu just... Montreal's a bit of a gong show right now. Wouldn't be fun to be working there. Right. A lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. But a high pick in the, in the draft, though. High pick year. in the draft, yeah. Right. Still not, not that great. Not good. You know great city in the summer, though. I'll tell, I'll tell you true. what, I, I, I have to say, I, I know John pretty well. I consider him a friend, and you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know his, <laughs> With your right. Do you know his, his brother, Phil Lou? I do know. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> Who was uh, the other guy? It was Ray Ferraro's brother. He yeah, Ray oh, yeah, well, I'm touring, right? with, I'm touring yeah, with, with Tony later yes. this year. And yeah. you should form a band. Just like called TSM Bros. Yeah. And it'll be Bros. Tony Ferraro. Yep. And, uh, and what's Jermaine Franklin? Julian, Julian Franklin. Julian Franklin yeah. can, can sing. Yeah. Yeah, he could probably sing, yeah. yeah. Phil Lou. Cool. Phil Lou on drums. John Lou plays drums. He does. So he plays Phil. a mean drum. A uh, very good drummer. Yes. 
Uh, okay, last. Uh, Brent Wallace, Ottawa. Ah, of course. Mm. Just miserable Just all miserable the time. Just miserable all the time. Yeah. And they're bringing back the coaches next year. He's not even going to yeah. get fresh coaches. No. Senators have announced that. It's, yeah. <laughs> he's not popular. Has he ever gotten out of the basement? I don't think so. <laughs> what would it take to get Wallace out, do you think? Uh, I don't know. He's going to be down there pretty Poor well. Wallace. He was he was down in the basement even though the the team was a goal away from the Stanley Cup. Well, he because he didn't he, he had to work a lot. He had to work a lot. Uh, now yeah. that he's not working, he's yeah. still not happy. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's true. <laughs> what about the uh <laughs> I don't think we give anyone a harder time than Wallace. <laughs> what about the Red Blacks, though? No. Uh no. He's, no. He won't be happy about that. He won't that. be happy. He's, uh, no. I have to go to practices and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the Reporter Happiness Rankings brought to you by our friends at I Drink. Reporter, what did I say? Happiness Rankings. Did yeah. I say it right? Yeah. Brought to you by our friends at idrinkcoffee.com. We're under the clock and here for because you, Kirby. Uh, a radio show is going to start in here. So oh. I'm trying to motor through yeah, our statements. It's time for fandom. Uh, last week, the question uh, Puffy had a dirtier version, but we PG'd it up and said, Who would you rather spend some time in a hot, hot tub with? PK Subban and Lindsey Vaughn, rumored to be a new couple. Yeah. Or um, Mike Fisher and Carrie Underwood, rumored to be married for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. And 62%, when I checked last, had voted for Mike and Carrie. Oh, really? Which yeah, I was really? kind of surprised yeah. about. PK's got a great personality. She killed the anthem the other night. Oh, I know. I she, oh. was the one, she was the one who won She's the so, game for so them. She's such a good singer. She really is. She, and it's stunningly beautiful, really. All right, here's some answers. Uh, here's Carter 8. I'm channeling my inner Rod Smith baby and have Lindsay and PK over, then call Mike and Carrie. Then the second Lindsay and Carrie get in the hot tub, I'm kicking PK and Mikey to the curb. Hashtag, it's flat money. Oh, wow. Solid move. Not bad. Uh, El Dad says, I'll pick Carrie and Lindsay. That was not an option, but I understand where you're coming from. Um, Brad Lanise says, Mike and Carrie, this is a real Sophie's choice here. <laughs> <laughs> like Jimmy says, anything can happen. That's true. Team Toba 13. Can we go off the board and pick Stoff and Betty? What? <laughs> it's flat money. Uh, I think that's going to win Team Toba that's 13. Right. That's yeah. a ding, ding, ding. Good. That win them one. I hear one more here. Scott Campbell. Have to go with Mike and Carrie on this one. Because a little Jimmy once told me Fish is a funny guy. Also, my live from the hot tub cover of the Rubber Boots Guy song by Carrie Underwood that I would record might have a chance to join Elton Ron version in the Canadian Podcast Music Hall of Fame. I enjoyed that very, very much. Well uh, thought out. Well thought Macris out. has a comment about PK jacked up on Tigerbone. I'm going to pass <laughs> that. And so winner, winner, chicken dinner was Team Toba 13. Contact us on Twitter. I'll get you an autographed copy of The Guy on the left. Coming up, I have a great prize before the season's end. Maybe we'll do it in our last episode of the season. I had this leftover one of those uh, special edition of the Budweiser lights where it goes off. You know, your team scores oh, yeah, and nice. it goes off. It's like a limited edition signed by Wayne Gretzky. I'm going to give one away nice. here on the podcast. Okay, this week's question on fandom comes from, um, let's see, comes from one of our fans, uh, Lester McClan. <laughs> <laughs> Lester, I've been he's been giving me a hard time because he comes up with fandom questions and I just toss them aside yes. it's because like they're even here. Well, he's a big sports fan. Yeah, Lester is, and so he gives me diehards. And I said, you know, for fandom, they want us to be a little offbeat. And so, Lester, do you want to present your question? My question is this: very simply, what's worse for athletes during their playing career, going bald or going gray? It's a very good question. So for that a, is a good question. A hockey perspective, for instance, <laughs> you're shocked. Alexander Ovechkin mm-hmm. going hardcore gray right yeah. now, and he's got these. I could give him credit; he's not dying. He's got some yeah. mix of gray. Mm-hmm. And then I guess 
what would be a uh, Ryan Getzlaff. Ryan, Ryan Getzlaff. Getzlaff. Ryan Getzlaff did not enjoy going bald early. No. He, he was the one who complained to the league that he thought helmets were rubbing off his hair. <laughs> wow. Not your genetics. Um, yes. I don't know that he complained to the league, but I think his agent had brought it up at some point. Uh, but now, when it, when he shaved it down to the bone, he looks like a badass. Yeah. Yes, like I think does. Getzlaff looks good bald. Right. Yeah. You so, can definitely mm. look look at Mark Messier. Uh, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan, Michael Saint, Jordan. LeBron's going hardcore. Yeah. LeBron, Tiger, LeBron, LeBron. Yeah. Although if you can wear a hat, you can get away with get it a little more. LeBron, shave it off, man. Yeah, yeah. Shave it You off. think it looks bad the way uh, it is? I, do. Oh, yeah. I think it looks all patchy. It's just... Okay, so when we put the question up on fandom, mm-hmm. should we put Ovechkin as the guy going gray? Yeah, and like LeBron or Tiger, yeah. who do you think looks worse? LeBron. I think LeBron looks worse. Okay, yeah. and again, to Puffy makes a great point about the hat. Yeah. Right. I, 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 th- I think bald. I think bald is more of a fear for men than gray. But I know what you're saying. It does. It looks strange. Uh, what's Ryan Miller's brother's name? Who had that? He had a weird patch of gray. Played in the league for a long time. It'll come to me. People are going to be screaming at their radios. JT yeah. Miller? No, no, no. I don't no. know. I don't know who, I don't he know. played for Anaheim when they won the cup over oh, Ottawa yeah? in in '07. Anyway, um, he had a, an odd patch of gray in his hair, and I always he he went gray very young. He was like 23 in the league and already had gray. Yeah. Ovi, but you know, if you're a legend, I don't think gray matters as much as bald. I'd take gray over bald. You? I would probably take gray over bald, yeah. I would I would take the gray, too, because, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you can always color your hair if you really mm-hmm. want to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but on certain athletes, bald looks really good. For sure. just wouldn't be on my for egg-shaped sure. head. It would not no. be good. I still go bald, so. You'd, you'd I, look I, okay. I, I shaved my head. I shaved my head at you, one point. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd look good. you got a good, nice round head. Uh, I try You? That, yeah. I look good. I look good shaved. Yeah? I shaved mine once. Mm, yeah. It wasn't the shaving. I thought it looked okay, better than I thought, but it's the growing in that's really You difficult. got good hair, though. Well, you gotta, yeah, I know. Like, it probably helps you by about two or three points. Yeah. Well, the plugs. <laughs> quality, 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 quality plugs. Work. So that's our question on fandom this week. Go on well, and vote, on. and you can win something. What about Stoff's answer? How do you stop this? Uh, gray, or, gray or bald? I'll say bald is worse, just because I guess there's more of an awkward stage, and uh, the brother's name is Drew Miller. Drew, Drew Miller, Miller, of course. Drew Thank Miller. you, Drew Miller. Drew Miller. Played, yes. Looking out for you, Stoff. Now, if it's 80%, more than 80% say bald, mm-hmm. that means it was a bad question and you'll never get to ask one again. That's Fair enough. true. All Fair right. Enough. Just so you know, I just wanted you to let the rules out there right now. You want to be in that 55 to 45 range. Right. Uh, Stoff, do we got to go? I got a couple of minutes here. I know, but we got to Puffy's hypotheticals. It's a little complicated. Should we yeah. save it for next week is what I'm saying? It, could, it, it definitely can live. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's tease it. Okay. Let's tease it. So next week on Puffy's hypotheticals. Why don't you do it? Do the tease line. Um, I'm going to see if these guys would be able to pull off a bank robbery. Right. Wow. And it's not just like he's got all of the details. Very specific situation. Remember Inside Job? Yes. That was a great That was fantastic. Washington. If people could do a solid in no one. Clive Owen, yeah. Yeah. No one rob a bank this week. The perfect bank robbery. So uh, Puffy's got the perfect bank robbery for us. He's going to lay it out for us next week in Puffy's hypotheticals. Uh, we have to go because those clowns from Overdrive have to do some radio show. <laughs> Who gives a crap about that when you could listen to the Rubber Boots podcast all the time? Apparently their podcast numbers are quite large. Well, it's because Overdrive. they, if you oh, go cumulative... 900,000 or okay. something? So every hour of the podcast, mm-hmm. of the show, is a podcast. So they do 15 hours a week. So if you cumulatively do all the math, then it's going to make for a lot of listeners. If the Rubber Boots podcast was done three times a day, we'd be 
Well, you know, be killing we'd have probably 25 million listeners a week. <laughs> I'm Let's pretty sure. It would no be problem. Huge. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Was this episode 29? I think yeah, it was, yes. We're only, yeah. uh, you know, they, the network only bought 30 episodes Only this 30, year. wow. <laughs> but uh, we're going to so press guess, on. So we're done till June? <laughs> we're done. Let's do a season finale? <laughs> no, we'll do, we're going to definitely do a few more until the, uh, until the New Jack Summer episode, the topless episode happens. Uh, that's right. Sometime in June. How's that going? I'm going to have panic attacks. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be able to sleep till then? <laughs> yeah, I got to start getting it together Hey, here. buddy, you have a new lease on life. You died in a tragic water slide accident. Well, and I'd now be able you're to back. Punch Healy in the face the next time I see him. Just <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is, Heels, who's who's actually a great guy, yeah. But you know, on TV sometimes he's so sarcastic and 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 such. And that it was the TV sarcastic negative side. He was just looking over your limp body. He would do that too. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Rubber Boots Pod. I'd like to dedicate the next one to our good friend Puffy. Gone too soon. The world was unfair and no one could save me but you It's strange what desire only foolish people do Just getting to know you, man. Just getting to know you. Why? Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight?